you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. And now, move the sticks. The Super Bowl with Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and Rhett Lewis. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett uh, back with you here. And uh, boys, we got a lot to get to on this Super Bowl. Not only our takeaways from this Super Bowl game, um, but what this uh, means going forward in the NFL. I know Bucky and I had the interesting conversation last night about that. Rhett does not know what that conversation was. No, we're but we'll bring him in. with that a little bit later yeah. on. Fun. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll bring him in. He, he can keep up. Okay. Uh, how are we doing, boys? Uh, before is, uh, we get to these individual yeah, takeaways. Bittersweet, Good, good man. game, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it was... It was a fun game. I mean, the first uh, three and a half quarters, you know, I mean, it, it was the, the game was truly in the balance. And, and then, boy, the Chiefs just turned on the gas, right? That final six minutes. Certainly, uh, 
for Kyle Shanahan, probably bringing up some old Super Bowl nightmares. Uh, it wasn't quite Oof. like the Falcons collapse, but man, uh, to be up 10 with six minutes to go is and not win the game is, is a tough way to go. Yeah, I mean, this this is a game that brings in so many things that we talk about in the scouting world into play. Um, building around your quarterback, what is a true franchise quarterback, um, what franchise quarterbacks bring beyond just their skills, the hope and the optimism. And then when you think about coaching, like how you manage your roster and what you have and how you kind of minimize your, your weaknesses and enhance your strengths, all this kind of came to fruition in this game. And so to me, it's kind of a fascinating watch. And I think it's one of those where evaluators will pop in this tape and look at it over and over and over again just to look at the construction of the two teams. Yeah, there's definitely a scouting slant to this that we're going to get to as we go through these takeaways. But uh, we each have one, and like Rhett said, almost a little bittersweet here because we've been doing these the takeaway last podcasts uh, throughout the entire season. Last one, no doubt. But look, the, the offseason shrinks but then we're just getting uh, in rolling. the NFL. We've got a lot to be excited about. Yeah. And the draft gets rolling. We're going to have Pat to the draft coming your way, uh, as well as lots of draft stuff right here on Move the Sticks. So uh, with, with that said, let's finish this thing up the right way here. I'll start with my first takeaway uh, from this game, and that was – once again, in a big game, it was Mahomes' mobility that was the difference. 40 seconds remaining first quarter. In the eye, Patrick Mahomes. Fullback, Sherman shifts to the right. They're going to run a sprint option action. Mahomes keeps it. He dives right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, a one-yard touchdown run. His third rushing touchdown of his postseason career. Yeah, you heard that touchdown run right there, but also some huge third downs. Uh, a couple third and fives he was able to convert uh, with his legs. Then you also look at the third and 11 where he took off and had the first down, then the ball got hit and knocked back a yard, but still makeable fourth down for him. They went on to finish off that drive. I just thought, Buck, when, when you look at the way that the league is headed, and this is something we can touch on a little bit later on as we go to these kind of big-picture takeaways, but the NFL – is per, or the college game is giving us a lot more quality defensive linemen than quality offensive linemen. It's been that way for almost a decade, maybe more than a decade. That's not going to change anytime soon. So to me, what that tells me is you're not going to have a wall in front of you. That's just not going to happen. The guys you're going to have to block are going to be better than the guys you have blocking more times than not. If your quarterback cannot move, cannot get out of trouble, uh, you have no chance, man. And I thought Mahomes in so many big games, especially in the postseason, think about that long run against the Titans, the touchdown run where he runs dude over. Um, his mobility was huge in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was it was huge. And and I think from the quarterback position, he is the new prototype in terms of what you want. Now, everyone is going to say that because, hey, he's the most talented guy that maybe we see at the position at the current time. But I think he's a new prototype in terms of what everyone is looking for now is a guy who can throw – inside and outside the pocket, a guy who has a gunslinger's mentality, meaning that he is not, uh, he doesn't wilt under the pressure of poor mistakes and bad decisions. He's able to kind of bounce back with the resiliency. And then ultimately, at the end of the day, he is a playmaker. I think if we put this in the basketball terms, so much of the times when we evaluated quarterbacks, we've been looking for shooters. I think right now we're looking for scores, mm -hmm. guys who can just find a way to <laughs> yeah. get it done. When you think about the three quarterbacks that earned accolades this weekend, Kyler Murray, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Lamar Jackson, NFL MVP, Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl mm -hmm. MVP, they just find ways to put the ball in the bucket. And I think as we're beginning to look at quarterbacks, 
it's a little less of the artistry and more about the production. And no matter how they do it, can they find a way to get it done? Yeah, you throw Deshaun Watson into that conversation as well. It was in this postseason. Um, you know, I, I think when we look back at this game and at this run for the Chiefs, you look at a team that was down by 10 plus points, 10 or more points in every game this postseason, then came back to win crazy. each game by 10 or more points. That's that's insane. That speaks to your resiliency, Bucky, like you were talking about with the quarterback, um, because they are never out of it, not only in the framework of a game, but in the framework of a possession. And that's where the third and 15 comes in, right? This is a team that converted six third and 15s this year more than any other team in football. Mm, Three crazy. of them went for touchdowns, which is more than any other team in football. And although the Tyreek Hill conversion in this game didn't go for a score, it led to a score that got them back into the game. So let, let's just hit on a couple of things from that play. Um, by now, you know, if you've read the Peter King Monday morning quarterback, whatever he calls that thing. Stinger. Uh, Wasp. Wasp. Yes. Because as Andy Reid said, <laughs> literally put the stinger on him. Um, and, and look, that's terrific insight that, mm -hmm. uh, that Peter King got because, uh, you know, we love we love learning the details, right? Philly special, mm -hmm. Wasp, that stuff. Um, but, man, you go back and look at that route that Tyreek Hill ran. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy Ward didn't stand a chance not, on not, that thing. Not, not the way they were covering <laughs> it, which I know probably wasn't not, what was intended. Not with that much space. I mean, yeah, so, so Tyreek, Tyreek yeah. yeah, a bust on Mosley, right, um, on, on the other side, yeah. on his third of the field. So w it was so cool because I was watching that route and watching – reading about how Tyreek Hill was talking about it, he said, look, speed kills in this league. I have more speed than anybody. I used my speed to eat up the cushion, and once I could get his hips turned, I knew it was over. So when I started watching that thing, mm -hmm. Jimmy Ward closes the gap on Tyreek to the near hash, and when Tyreek makes his move inside and back to the outside, Jimmy Ward flips his hips so violently that it takes him all the way to the other hash. Yeah. And there was 10 yards yeah. of separation, and then you go back to, to Mahomes' role in this play. He was beat up, um, and, and his offensive line was beat up, and he was pressured often in this game and on that play in particular. Uh, so that ball was snapped from the 35-yard, the minus 35-yard line. Mahomes was in the shotgun. He receives it at the 30. He then lets it loose at the 22, mm. so backtracking 13 <laughs> yards nine steps. from where the ball was snapped just to get away from the pressure and then unleashes the longest completion in terms of air yards this season. Ball travels 57 when his team really needs it. I mean, that's putting a team on your back. That is rising to the occasion when your team needs you the most. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. It reminds me, in staying with the basketball thing, it's a Steph Curry half-court shot, basically. Yeah. Like, it's Steph Curry coming past the, the timeline and just launching one, and we're so accustomed to seeing Steph hit those shots that it's nothing to us. I think we're kind of becoming the same way with Pat Mahomes. We've seen these kind of plays where he kind of fades and drifts and just launches a missile. I never would have imagined on third and 15 they would give it up. I would say by play design, though, it was really an excellent design because Mosley really had no choice but to go inside in the way they play their cover three with the dig. And, I mean, it's just one-on-one -on -one Tyreek Hill on uh, Jimmy Ward, and that, that is a win for Hill all day. Interesting thing about uh, that play. I talked to a buddy that's been in the scouting world for a long, long time. He's got multiple Super, ring, Super Bowl rings. And I said, I'm watching this play. I said, he's from the shotgun. He literally takes a nine-step <laughs> drop from the shotgun. I said, I've never seen that before. He goes, oh, I have. Man. And I go, 
who? He, he goes, no, no, Buck. He said, if you go back and watch when I scouted Steve McNair when he was coming out of Alcorn, oh, he said okay. they were playing like Youngstown State. And, you know, Alcorn didn't have many dudes. Youngstown State was a really, really good 1AA team. So in order to get Steve away from the rush, he would take that deep drop. He'd be 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage when it was all said and done. But he had such a big arm yeah. that that was just give me a little. That was going to buy me time from the rush, and I have enough arm to still di- slice you and dice you from back there. But I thought, man, that is, that's what it is because they could not block him. They couldn't. Mm-mm. And on that play in particular, Bosa got held by Fisher, didn't get called. Right. Um, but there's still, I think Buckner had had pressure on that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But to get away from the rush, a lot of times we think about escaping to the outside. When you've got an arm like that, you can escape back. I mean, just get vertical. Uh, that, that That's awesome. I love that you brought up the the McNair part because uh, one of the best high school quarterback I ever saw in my life was Brock Berlin playing for Evangel oh, wow. Christian okay. Academy. And oh, they, yeah, yeah. Evangel. I saw him, I saw yeah. him play. And they set up in shotgun. 10 yards on every play. Like it was a 10 yard shotgun. It was like a deep snapper. Uh, so like he that's, was throwing that's what to, felt to like. Booty's brother, right? Yes. To, to yeah. John Abram Booty. Booty's brother. Abram. Yes. That's, yeah. that's right. Uh, so anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, All right, what's the next takeaway here, Buck? The chief's defense is Steve Spagnuolo made adjustments. Chiefs by four. Garoppolo in the pocket. He's being hit. He's being wrapped up. He's being throws the ball away. It'll be an illegal touch. If nothing else, it'll go. Shark, Frank the Shark Clark. Frank the Shark Clark. <laughs> How about that? So, this so look, we always talk about this game being one of adjustments. Like you see what someone has as their fastball, you try and get them off the fastball and make them use their changeup. Early in the game, I, I was worried about the Kansas City Chiefs on defense. I didn't think they would be able to corral and slow down the running game, and they did. Jimmy Garoppolo was in rhythm. He was doing a good job of really eating them up because they were over-aggressive to the run. They were hitting them with play actions and quicks and moving the ball down the field. Somewhere in the fourth quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs kind of figured it out. Tyron Matthew has an outburst on the <laughs> sideline. They begin to kind of find a way to start creating pressure. You saw Steve Spagnuolo bring more five- and six-man pressures. And I believe the biggest play of the game was when Sorensen hit Jimmy Garoppolo. When he hit him in the fourth quarter, it changed the way that Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing. We always talk about um, the harassment and how it changes and alters the rhythm of the quarterback's play. That big hit early, I believe, began to change the way Jimmy Garoppolo felt in the pocket. We saw him start having some errant throws. Between that hit and Chris Jones being able to bat balls down at the line of scrimmage, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to create disruption, and that disruption completely took their offense out of its normal rhythm. Yeah, look, I mean, it just uh, it just didn't seem like the same 49ers rushing attack early on, if not for Debo Samuel. I thought this team might have been in some real trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was providing them those chunk plays that they weren't getting in the run game. I mean, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman were pretty much wrapped up early in that game. They, now, they eventually loosened it up a little bit and got some of those plays going. But, man, it did not come easy for them in the run game. I thought the the Chiefs defended the edge outside of the Debo plays pretty well on some of that outside zone stuff. Uh, and the fact that the Chiefs ended up with a 100-yard rusher in this game and kept the 49ers out of that 
uh, that stat sheet that way was was really impressive. Um, I mean, leading rusher Raheem Mostert, 58 yards in this game. Chris Jones was a force. I mean, those two pa- those two pass deflections he had uh, in the late in the fourth quarter, quarter as the 49ers were behind on consecutive plays. Mm. Man, that was huge. And that dude going in after the game and saying he wants to be a chief for life. Um, I mean, it is pretty funny. I mean, he's talking, he went like LeBron James. He went not one, not two, <laughs> not three, four. He wants a dynasty. He wants all the championships. And he let, he let George Kittle know that, uh, you know, stone cold sack nation was here. I mean, Chris Jones was enjoying that victory as well. He should, he was a big part of it. Uh, he's a special player. I, I yeah. think really you look at the two D tackles in that game with him and Armstead, both being free agents. They're both going to cash in money. Uh, based off type of type of players that they are. But, Buck, I agree with you in terms of the adjustments. I thought early on, and I was texting back and forth with an offensive line coach during the game, and he was saying they were they were trying to stem into a bare front late, you know, late in the snap count just to try and load up to try and stop the run. Uh, had some success with that mm. early on. Then I thought the, uh, the Niners did a nice job with Debo Samuel kind of hitting the alley on them yeah. there, uh, creating another blocker with, with the running back. I think mm-hmm. uh, might have been... Uh, Mostert, I think, uh, right? Who, Mostert, I think, had yeah. a huge block yeah. up there on the safety on one of them. But I, I don't understand why they didn't necessarily keep going back to that. I thought this was a game where Debo Samuel should have had seven, eight, nine carries. Yeah, uh, he only had three. He was rolling the way they Felt had like him more. going. I don't understand that. That was, that was one of the things I didn't get. I thought they would have continued to go back to that. Um, but the other thing that they did Give Spagnolo credit on a lot of the money downs, on a lot of the key downs. They bracketed, they bracketed George Kittle, and they mm-hmm. were not going to let him beat them. And a couple times, Jimmy just failed to get off of him. He lay, he locked onto him. He was bracketed. If he would have come off, he had Emmanuel Sanders on a couple plays uh, where he could have got some some conversions, but he just got so focused and locked in. And it goes back to, I mean, that's the Bill Belichick, right? right. I mean, you're going to make mm-hmm. you be left-handed take away what you're most comfortable with and everybody says that they give lip service to it but they don't do it and I thought that Spagnuolo and that Chiefs defense did a good job of making them a little uncomfortable there in the fourth quarter well and then the one time he really needed Kittle and had Kittle he just he, he just bailed on it, it. Go. Oh, was wide see. open in the middle yeah. on that third and five what was that kind of like an angle type of route where he was just he got a step on <laughs> the defender. A little angle ride. He, had, he was he was naked he had Suggs Suggs yep. dropping with him Oof. and it was stealing but yeah. he just didn't see him he paid for uh, it, it too would look Jimmy one. there was there was three third downs Jimmy Garoppolo would like to have back when you talk about um early on in the third and five he could have ran for a first down he didn't um then you had the the one we're referencing there to Kittle where he flashes right over the middle of the field doesn't see him and then the third and 10 I mean as much grief as Kyle Shanahan's getting if he makes it really really is not a difficult throw I know it's deep down the field but an over the top post when you've got three yards of separation it's a touchdown or a penalty it's either on the money it's a touchdown you under throw it it's a penalty the one thing you cannot do when you have a defender in a trail position by three yards is overthrow it. Either by the other two five outcomes, yards. You're, you're golden. It wasn't yeah. even close. You're right. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah, uh, he, he, he missed a layup because that was a layup to be had. And I, I think um, in this game, we, we, we talked about it, DJ. We, you and I talked about it on the phone, like the comparison between the two quarterbacks. Like ultimately, everyone yep. believes that they have a franchise quarterback, but we talk about it. Look, they come in two categories, trucks or trailers. And at the end of the day, when you look at the battle between Pat Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo, Pat Mahomes is a truck. 
He carries the squad. Jimmy Garoppolo, at this stage of his career, he's a trailer. He needs to run a game and all those things. And I think everyone points to the end of the first half. And I think you have to listen to Kyle Shanahan's words and, and, and just take him at his word for why he made that decision. He talked after the game about, look, we understood they had three timeouts. And with that quarterback of theirs, we didn't want to give him the ball back. Mm-hmm. The coach is telling you, I'm fearful of number 15 on the other team. I don't want to give him an opportunity. So it's, I believe my quarterback isn't as good as the other quarterback. I trust their quarterback more to make a play. So what we're going to do is we're going to choke it down and see if we can get a play later. And if we don't get it, we don't want to give Pat Mahomes another opportunity. Yeah. And, and guys, if you're if, if – you're, I, I, yeah. actually, I actually agree with him. I agree. Sorry, sorry, Red, but no, I, the I agree the first with that half? decision because yeah. I, th- yeah, I think in hindsight people look at that. The bo- the punt goes into the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. So they get the ball at the twenty. Well, you don't have that knowledge of what's going to happen with the punt, so you burn the timeout. What happens when they pin you inside the five yard line? You've got to be conservative. They've got all three timeouts. They've got a kicker who yes. I saw in Mexico City make a seventy yard field goal in warmups. Okay, he's got probably the strongest leg of anybody in the league. You're giving Bunker. the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs three points if their punter is able to pin you inside the five. So why take that chance? That the, the odds are are more difficult for me to travel even if it's a touchback to travel the distance I need mm-hmm. for a field goal than it would be for them to get me pinned and then end up getting the ball back and get points. So I actually thought it was a little bit conservative, but I thought it was, I thought it was smart. Well, I, if, I did. if not for the OPI there and, they're going to kick a field goal and, and yeah. maybe have a shot to double up with 10 points, you know, coming out and getting the ball in the second half. So like, it, you know, it was the, whatever the plan was like it, it almost, you know, worked. Yeah. And, and I actually, so. it, it look, before you can win games, you have to learn how not to lose them. I think what Kyle Shanahan was doing was, yeah. hey, let's make sure we don't give them any cheap points before the half. Worst case, we go in 10-10. Best case, maybe we get a field goal or a touchdown and have the possibility of the double score that you talked about. And so from a strategic standpoint, I thought he was right. He had three timeouts. Three timeouts with a minute left is an eternity, especially if you're in your two-minute drill, if you're doing some things. So I thought he played it right. And I know people are beating him up over making that decision. But I think, look, they had the game exactly where they wanted. Now, we can talk about the fourth quarter and what they did in the fourth quarter. But the way they played out the first half, I am absolutely fine with it. All right. Well, if uh, that kind of leads, leads us into the final takeaway, despite – some flaws in this final game. The 49ers will be back. Four-man rush, but those four are enough. Here they come. Mahomes stepping up. He's throwing long downfield for Tyreek Hill. Got it at the 20-yard line. And then spun down there. The first giant chunk of the game on third down and 15. And Mahomes guns it for 44 yards down to the San Francisco 21-yard line. Yeah, look, that's a, you know, obviously that was a tough one uh, for the Niners. And I think, you know, we should start this thing with Jimmy Garoppolo because that's, that's kind of where we, where we ended the last takeaway. This is a 28 year old, two time Super Bowl champion, but just lost the Super Bowl in his first full season starting. His first full season starting. So how much better can he be? How much more can he improve in this system and as the system 
evolves. What is the ceiling for Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not sure we're there yet, right? Uh, I think we're going to get some some nice insight from uh, our guy Mike Giardi, who covers the Patriots and spent a lot of time with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo during his time with the Patriots uh, on the aftermath later today. Coming up for you at 4 o'clock Eastern time, 4 to 6 Eastern time season finale of the aftermath, I might mention. Um, and, and so from year to year, can he find a way now to rise above the fire in these hostile environments that we've seen him in now? When things aren't perfect, as we've talked about, DJ, when things don't go quite as planned or as scripted, what can he do to improve in those areas? Because they've got everything else. You know, maybe they need, yeah, they could use a little more depth along the offensive line, keep kind of uh, building that thing up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Armstead or not, knowing that you're going to have to pay Buckner. And then, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Nick Bosa, D Ford, you know, mm-hmm. D's already making a ton of money. Uh, Fred Warner, you know, is going to be one of those guys. They need some secondary help probably a little bit as well. Um, you know, I, they've got, enough right now to be back in this position as an NFC favorite next year. Whether they can get over the hump will largely depend on Jimmy Garoppolo's continued improvement, if you will, or his track, his trajectory and progress. So that that really lies the question because they've they've really got everything else, which makes me believe that they'll be back, Buck. Let me give you yeah, – Buck, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Buck, let me hit you on this real quick. Yeah. I want to hit Buck on this. Uh, good news, bad news, right? Think about this season without this rookie class, right? So Nick Bosai, that's the best player mm-hmm. on their football team, and they couldn't block him throughout the season, and then we saw that in, even in the Super Bowl. Debo Samuel, I thought, was their best offensive player. Dre Greenlaw saved their season with the tackle that he made against Seattle. Yeah. Those, th- that's just three rookies right there. That's the good news. The bad news, I don't know why I didn't, figure, I didn't think about this or hadn't put this together. They got no but, picks. You know, the, the 49ers have their – they pick 31. They yeah. don't have a pick in the second round, third round, or fourth round. None. They don't yeah. pick again to the fifth round. Well, so gotta, you they're sure either going to have really to trade back or they're going to have to be engaged in free agency. Um, and then uh, Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent as well. So I, I keep coming back to the conversation we had about the, the Packers playing the Niners. And we said the Packers don't have enough firepower. Mm-hmm. And I thought now when you go up against the Chiefs, and, you know, maybe they play this game 100 times. Who knows? I tend to believe it might be 50-50 in terms of who wins those games. Very closely matched. But I do think San Francisco in the offseason needs more firepower in the passing game. Look, I, I, well, I hold, on, hold on on that for one second because, you know, they did draft when well, we, we barely saw Jalen Hurd this year. Mm-hmm. Dante Pettis was a second-round pick a, a couple, uh, what, two years ago. Barely saw him this year. He's been disappointing. End. He's been disappointing. Yep. Trent Taylor was a, was a guy who caught a ton of balls for this team They'll two years ago. They'll get yep. him back. Um, you know, there, there, there are some pieces there that we haven't seen yet as well. There, there are some yeah. pieces there. I, I do want, and no one will talk about it, because you talk about the firepower or whatever, yeah. and they've been able to get away with kind of doing it with like a, a cast of characters right. in the backfield. But imagine if you put a high-end running back behind them, and you think about what they could command. The running Kevin already Hoosiers. I mean, sorry. I mean, I'm, uh, just, I'm just saying. if we were if we were if we were talking about a DeAndre, he's Swift. talking about guys with a thousand yard season. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying if, if, if we put if we put in a high end he moster. Yeah, a high end a high end running back, like a high end running back there to uh, add yeah. and elevate maybe the running game. Maybe that would be so. I know you're talking about the second rank running running game. Why would you go get another running back? But really, you you pointed out all the receivers that they've invested in. The only other way that they can do it, they would have to go in free agency and find one and 
who is the magical wand that's out there to kind of help them well, at, 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 play, at pass catcher. And Jarek McKinnon, too. Like, what, what's what's going to be his status coming back? We haven't seen him for two years. I, mean, uh, I, I, can, a, I can imagine we'll see him the third year. I right? mean, he hadn't played a snap in a Niners uniform, really. Uh, that that uh, was meaningful. Yeah. So um, I, that was one of their big signings, you know, a couple of years ago. They got a lot of young talent, though. I mean, yeah. we've talked about it. We'll see what they can do with uh, with Armstead. It's going to be tough to pay him based off of the other guys they have in that defense. I think front. Jimmy Ward's but, a free agent um, too, um, along with Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. Yeah, and they and they, I think obviously like the big play, like they have to think about like who is eventually going to replace Richard Sherman on the island. Uh, DJ uh, Red, you you might have been part of this conversation. We talked about this overall speed, yeah, and we were worried about like, look, yep. if they can block yeah. them up front. The speed would take over, and we saw when they blocked them up, they can't run. I think one thing that San Francisco can do is they can make a concerted effort to get more speed and athleticism in the back end. Yeah, I think that's accurate. You know, those are kind of our big takeaways from this Mm -hmm. thing. We kind of looked at next year. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. We'll see if they can get Chris Jones locked up. Pat Mahomes is going to sign the most ridiculous contract you've ever seen. Maybe Uh, he'll wait. Maybe he'll Um, even wait. Maybe his price tag will go up to $50 million a year. Maybe he'll just say, you know what? I'm good playing on this last last. I don't think this is a negotiation, though. Yeah. it's like, hey, what do you I, want, I mean, man? I, I just think whatever you want, what do you want? We're going to give you what <laughs> they you just, want. They so, just slid him a blank we'll check after the dang Super Bowl <laughs> last yeah, night. Just slid it. it to him. Like, hey, man, just sign this thing, man. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you, you want know? in there. Uh, yeah. Jeez. But I, I do want to talk about a couple things, Bucky, we were talking about last night. And we've touched on the mobile quarterback thing about how going forward, and you mentioned all the awards that were given out and the teams that are built to last. And, and maybe these aren't going to be the 15, 18-year careers for some of these quarterbacks that move around a lot. But it's, it's, it's where we're headed, man, because you can just be so more electric and so much more versatile and dynamic offensive when your quarterback can move and can make up for some of your shortcomings up front. Uh, so get ready for that. And then the other thing is – positionless players and Debo Samuel is a great example of that you know the NBA has gone that route Um, I think even you see it in Major League Baseball you'll see you watch baseball games you'll see a guy play second base then he'll kick out to center field they Mm -hmm. do all these shifts so guys are playing on either side of second base on the diamond Um, even catchers you'll see catchers to save their legs to go play some out in the outfield they just want good players positionless players we see it on defense with guys like Derwin James Tyron Matthew for the Chiefs who can play nickel can play high can play strong you're going to see an influx of these guys that you can just play multiple positions. And Debo Samuel was a great example of that, used as a runner and a receiver. Right, and I think even beyond that, I'm, I'm going to put Debo Samuel in a category. I'm going to put him in a category of the wing back. Uh, I, I tweeted in the middle of the game that, man, when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, they basically are running a wing T offense. And Debo Samuel is the wing back. He's half running back, half receiver. And as we begin to look at some of these guys that are beginning to come in the league at wide receiver, they're guys who are – establish and accomplish return guys, guys who have been used in the running game on fly sweeps and jet sweeps, and they also have the route running and pass catching ability to impact the game. Debo Samuel, to me, watching him go for 53 yards in the first half of the Super Bowl, I absolutely believe that offensive coordinators are going to categorize some of these guys as wingbacks, and they're going to put them into the offense not only as pass catchers, but they're going to find a way to get them five to six rushes a game to let them impact the the offensive plan. Kind of interesting. Isn't that why they drafted Jalen Hurd? I mean, that's what we thought Jalen Hurd was <laughs> right? going to do. Some he of that does stuff. all that stuff. That's who he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, who's out there this year that can fill, you know, those types of roles? I think, oh, oh you look at what they're, 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 this year. Yeah. yeah. 
LaVisca Chenault, you talked about uh, Ayuk from Arizona State. Yep. There are a number of guys, Henry Ruggs, there are a number of guys who can be utilized can as uh, guys that can run the fly sweep, the jet sweep, the end of rounds, and also do the conventional and traditional stuff at wide receiver. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see how teams try and incorporate um, what we saw in that game. And it's going to just it's going to be it's going to be an explosion of offense. We have so many good creative play callers and play designers, and we have a lot of young general managers. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being an old experienced general manager, but I'm, these guys are open to these new ideas and trying to find new trends. And they're more willing to trade and um, just a collection of players um, figuring out what to do with them. It's going to be fun to watch how team building evolves over the next few years. Yeah, I absolutely b- believe it, it, it will change. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think the out-of-the-box thinking, you talked about positionless stuff, people being aggressive with the trade market, uh, just on and on different ways to build your team. Uh, obviously, it starts with copying the two teams that are in the Super Bowl. We absolutely will see uh, their imprint on some of these other teams when it comes to the design of their franchises. Oh, man. Do we get, like, the next three oh, months no. to talk about this? Yeah, oh, I mean, this do. is the fun part. Now, this, this, this is yeah, it. We're a little draft time, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, we're, we're, we're rolling, man. We got we got a couple more episodes this week, too. We'll jump into some of this draft conversation. But, uh, Rhett, you were a wonderful addition to the Takeaway Pods Thank this you, year. guys. We Appreciate enjoyed, you having uh, me. Having you each and every week, man. You really brought a lot to the conversation. Yeah, Rhett. Love Way it. to bring um, it. And yeah. Thanks. He did. It's he nice really to be appreciated. And I, I'm just saying that, Bucky. I'm saying that, Bucky, because our, our expectations were quite low. Um, and really to see Rhett hey, really so I like just to come j- way over those. Yeah, I like, yeah, to, uh, to, I like to undersell over deliver. That's, that's right. That's, uh, that's what I'll go for. That's what you did. There Classic. you go, man. Classic Rhett. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, awesome. this has been a fun year. Congratulations uh, to Andy Reid. Uh, couldn't be happier for him. Brett Veach, um, uh, Mike Bradway, this the whole Chiefs front office, outstanding, good dudes. They've built a great team. They made the bold move to go up and get the quarterback, and it paid off in a mighty way. Uh, Andy Reid been a great coach for a long time, finally gets his ring. So happy for those guys, and thank you so much uh, for joining us on this journey through the NFL season each and every week here on our Takeaway Podcast. But don't go anywhere. The draft is just starting, yes. and uh, this is where the real Let's fun get fired up. begins. He's Rhett Lewis. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.